another episode of the Agile Weekly Podcast. I'm Clayton Langle-Zigich. I'm Jade Meskill. And joining us today, we've got Kevin Goldman from 29th Drive. Uh, hi there, Kevin. Can you tell us a little bit about what 29th Drive does? Sure. We uh, design and sometimes develop software. Okay. So uh, we've actually done a little work with you guys in the past, um, and we wanted to talk to you today about kind of you know design, and you, you mentioned design a little bit of software, and, and kind of the Agile framework, or you know, what's your experience with that? Jumping right into it. Yes, right away. <laughs> it's a 15-minute podcast. we got to get going. Oh, it's 15 minutes. That's good to keep in mind. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about some things that we could talk about today in terms of how we use some agile processes in our design work. And I think the thing that we've been using most, a process we've been using most lately is sketching. Okay. And... When people talk about you know agile UX, oftentimes they're talking about getting away from deliverables, uh, from tr- sort of traditional deliverables, based on predetermined milestone schedules and a waterfall process. And what we've been doing more and more is is really embracing the idea of rapid ideation and using pen sketches to replace a lot of what we used to do uh, around uh, flushing out our ideas in digital form. Okay, like a Photoshop comp kind of thing. Is that something that would maybe be the old way? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, let me let me describe it that way. So old way might be having an idea, wireframing it, iterating on the wireframes, then taking the wireframes into visual design, iterating on the visual design in Photoshop, then taking those visual designs and then handing that, throwing that over the wall to the development team, and then them developing. Hmm. So now what we're doing is uh, have an idea. We'll do a lot of pen sketches. We'll bring in development right away and actually do pen sketching with them and start talking about the idea from end to end and talking about implementation and all these uh, uh, development issues early in the process with design. And instead of moving from the pen sketches into Photoshop or the pen sketches into digital wireframes like an OmniGraffle, we'll move right from the pen sketches into prototype. Hmm. So the prototype might be um, built in Twitter Bootstrap. It might be built in, um, in if it's iOS, uh, a prototyping tool for iOS, or it might even be prototyped in Xcode. Yeah, one thing I've always, uh, you know, I have a background in doing, um, you know, kind of the, what you described as the old way of the designer creates kind of stuff in Photoshop that's very fleshed out and very... Um, like final, basically throwing it over the wall and then slicing that all up and turning yeah. it into a website. And uh, <clears throat> I've always kind of thought it was interesting that when you got more to that low fidelity, like pen sketches kind of thing, where you could you could really you know sketch something out and then crumple up the piece of paper and throw it away and start all over again. Uh, that was so freeing; it made it so much easier to collaborate uh, with the people that were. I think the traditional kind of design developer barrier, like the miscommunication that always happened, that seemed like that kind of went away. It's so true. So that idea of collaboration, I think, is a big part of what development teams think about when they think about agile development. And the same thing with UX. So uh, you don't have to be an artist, you know, to, to pen sketch. So anybody, any of the stakeholders in a project can, can sketch an idea on paper. Customers, business stakeholders, marketing analysts, I mean, anybody can, can sketch on a piece of paper. And so by making that the medium, it allows the, pro- the design process to be a little bit more inclusive. 
Okay. Can't lower the barrier to entry, right? So you don't have to be, like you said, a designer or an artist or something. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And we've gone so far as, you know, to, to, to really try to work with new customers or, or even existing customers and encourage them to, you know, to bust out the pen and, and, and get their ideas out on paper and send them to us. Or a lot of times we work remotely with mm. our customers so they're not here in town. So we don't have the, the ability to just sit next to the person and flush out ideas. But we'll use sketch cameras. So these great little IPVO cameras that uh, sit on your desk. They're only 79 bucks, And if we're using a Google Hangout or a GoToMeeting, it allows us to show what's, what we're sketching on the screen and through the GoToMeeting or Google Hangout. Huh, that's so, cool. So we'll, yeah. send, we'll send those cameras to our customers. Yeah. So they can do the same thing back. And it's, it's, it creates the concept of having a whiteboard, but doing it remotely. Hmm. That's pretty neat. Have, have you found that your customers are embracing the idea? Are they resistant to it? Like, do they not want to jump into you know, what they consider your domain, the design territory? There's, yeah, there's a lot of... There is a... For people who aren't designers there's a feeling that their sketches aren't going to be pretty mm-hmm. <laughs> you know there's a lot of disclaimers um, I'm not a I'm not an artist I'm not a, you know I'm not a designer but it's okay we, we've gotten some really great ideas and sketches from from non-visual people what's it been like working with um, the designers like how, the people that maybe they used to do it a certain way and having to kind of adapt into this um, even, like you said, using Twitter Bootstrap to create a prototype. Mm-hmm. I've worked with a lot of designers who are very comfortable creating things in Photoshop, but when you get more clear towards the front end, they're like actually writing something that actually works and you can mm-hmm. look at. They were a little, they kind of, you know, didn't want to do that necessarily. What's your experience been with that? I can, I can only speak from, from my experience and, and the, the team and the, sure people that I've team. Wor- the people that I've worked with. And, and all of us have some degree of understanding of front end code. Okay. Uh, and some more than others. So um, in some cases, uh, a designer on the team might be able to create the entire an entire prototype by themselves, and they're very familiar with all the latest CSS3 and familiar enough with JavaScript to get some of the basic interactions working. And in other times, we just have to collaborate. If, if the designer on that particular project isn't as comfortable, then we just pair them up with one of our front-end developers so that so that they can really work day to day throughout the day on this task of creating the prototype. What's the the kind of like transition period been for you guys in making this change? Is it something that you were able to pick up pretty quickly or has it been a few months that you've been kind of learning as you go or what's that been like? Well, I think it's 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 been, Maybe a, con- been a, constant, you know? a constant evolution. Yeah, I, I mean in some ways I want to say going back 15 years to when I started mm. doing design work because you're always you're always in the process of designing the design process you know okay yeah. <laughs> if that makes any sense sure yeah so but but I say with with pen sketching we've really been getting back into it it was really a part of my early training coming out of industrial design there's a culture of of sketching in industrial design uh, and then of course uh, there's a whole lot of years where I used only digital tools and now, with the team that we've built at 20 Life Drive, which is relatively new, we're really looking for new ways to collaborate. And the ske- when we started to pen sketch more, it really gelled, and, and it was very, very quick. Hmm. So what do you think is the biggest contrast that you see between 
moving towards this new, uh, you know, maybe more agile direction versus uh, the old way that you did things, the more waterfall, more lot more handoff and more formality around that? So the, the contrast between yeah. them? But the, <laughs> you know, w- without sounding like a bunch of hype, I think the more agile processes and pen sketching and this collaboration that we're talking about creates better ideas quicker. Mm. I mean, it, it really allows you to, it allows you to generate a lot more ideas. So therefore find the, the bad ideas more quickly and invest your time into the good ideas more quickly. So why do you think it allows you to do that? Well, the pen sketches, no matter what, specifically with sketching, it's just so fast. It's mm. so fast and it's, and you can't get bogged down in pixel pushing. Uh, and even if you're doing gray box wireframes, what we call gray box wireframes, which are very low fidelity wireframes, if you're in OmniGraphle, you inevitably just end up spending a lot of time trying to figure out how to invert an object, you know, <laughs> and you're searching through help and menus. If it's, if it's a pen sketch, you're going to just sketch that in a few seconds and be done with it. So you're not as tied to the concreteness that a digital tool might give you. Yeah. And then some of that formality of the presenting it to your customer and having them review it, you know, all that stuff at, tends to add overhead and, you know, really changes the interaction that you have. Totally changes the interaction. Yeah. I think you're picking up on something uh, that with pen sketches, they never confuse the sketch with something that might be final. <laughs> mm. And that happens a lot in design. Um, where if we if we present a wireframe, we we kind of know in the industry what a wireframe is and what to, to expect out of a wireframe, but sometimes the customer they might just wonder why everything's gray. You know, we've, you actually we've actually heard that. I don't like, like this color palette. Like why are the why is every button gray? You know, or you know why is why is that font not consistent and so they get caught up on those things mm-hmm. but a pen sketch is so far removed from the final that you that whole that whole confusion uh or misinterpretation of what you're trying to communicate is is not is not an issue so i, I was trying to ask like practical questions if uh, maybe i'm a project manager or you know i've got a team that has some developers and some designers and we're kind of doing it the old way um you know what advice would you give to someone like that who wanted to try and do something that was a little more collaborative? Um, you know, is, is pen sketching the first step? Should you just jump into doing that? Or, you know, what would you suggest that that person do? Uh, I think, yeah, pen sketching is the first step. And, and the sooner you can knock down that first hurdle of, the, of that first person drawing their first line and feeling, and feeling that they don't have to be an artist, the better. And it's very quickly that people, I think, get over that. The other thing I would recommend is um, we do we do something called a design studio, uh, which which is an old concept. It also comes out of industrial design, and the idea is that you get a bunch of stakeholders, designers, developers, whoever's on the team together um, for a half a day, let's say two to six hours, and you have either a whole concept, product concept, or part of a product that you're trying to develop. And you work together to collaboratively to uh, flush out the idea for that section of the product. So what we do, the way that we've structured a lot of the design studios is we'll, we'll have an introduction, and that's led by usually the lead designer on the project, who will give the context and constraints for what we're trying to, to solve. And then we'll do, let's say, a half hour 
where everybody goes away and pen sketches uh, their ideas for how to solve that problem. Hmm. Then you come back and each person gets five minutes to present their idea to the team. And then uh, you repeat that process sometimes two, three times. And what happens in, in two or three hours, you get 40 ideas of how to solve a particular problem. And even more importantly, you get everybody on the team on the same page about what that process was, what worked, what didn't, and you get this building of ideas uh, on top of each other. So you have an idea, it triggers an idea in my mind, and then we build on that. So Agile talks a lot about continuous improvement. So I'm curious, what, um, what's something that you think you might try in the future uh, to improve on this process? Oh, man. Um. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Yeah, no. It, I mean, just about everything. So down to um, how we can communicate better in the sketches with um, call-outs and interactivity and how we can communicate those ideas uh, more, how we can... Sometimes we do need to um, have a snapshot of what happened in that design studio uh, so we can refer back to it. And, and oftentimes in the design studio, there's a lot of hand-waving that goes along with the pen sketches, so mm-hmm. we're trying to figure out how to capture that. Um, so I think there's a lot of room for improvement there. Uh, working remotely with, with customers is just how it's done these days, and so I think there's just a lot of places where we can improve um, in our work with people remotely. Um, estimating uh, projects is always very difficult, um, probably on the development side as much as it is on the design side. Mm-hmm. So we can, we can definitely try to improve um, how we set out expectations for how we build something, um, how, we, how we structure timelines in advance of actually doing the work. Um, and that's a big that's a big shift, one of the biggest, especially for service companies who aren't in-house teams. If you're, if you're basing your, your bids and your timelines off of waterfall deliverables, it's very easy to right. say, this milestone is this much and this much and this much, and it happens on this day, this day, this day. And when you follow a more uh, collaborative approach, you don't, it's not as clear-cut at the onset yeah. of a project. Yeah, you have to go into more value-based fees. And exactly. It's a lot more difficult to sell. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Well, Kevin, we really appreciate you coming down, to be fair, so everyone knows we asked Kevin yesterday if he could record, if he'd like to record a podcast, and he said sure, and so he said come tomorrow. So it was a little short notice, but we appreciate you uh, making it out here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Is there something you'd like to hear in a future episode? Head over to integramtech.com slash podcast, where you can suggest a topic or a guest. Looking for an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news, techniques, and events in the Agile community? Sign up today at agileweekly.com. It's the best Agile content delivered weekly for free. The Agile Weekly podcast is brought to you by Integram Technologies and recorded at Gangplank Studios in Chandler, Arizona. For old episodes, check out integramtech.com or subscribe on iTunes. Need help with your Agile transition? Have a question and need to phone a friend? Try calling the Agile Hotline. It's free. Call 866-244-8656.